0: Hello, and uh, welcome back everyone to finally Friday with myself and Ben Tuan. Ruby is locked in the other room right now because I'm worried she might uh, bark or misbehave. Ben yeah. Tuan's in a different location, by the way.
1: Yes, I'm visiting the ATL this weekend. So it should be uh, a good stream today streaming live from Atlanta.
0: Yes. Um, And just before we get started, guys, we're going to talk a little bit more about Bitcoin breaking 16K, how you cannot keep your profits, preserve your funds, not lose everything. Um, But before we get started, I want to thank my uh, sponsors, Cake Wallet for Monero. They are the number one Monero wallet for iOS and Android. They are open source, uh, non-custodial. You can find them on Twitter at Cake Wallet or CakeWallet.com. Thank you, guys. All right. Bitcoin keeps flirting with 16K. (laughs)
1: Yes, we've waited Um, this this long.
0: We have we waited this long and you know what that means like these are we are reemerging these new uh, all time highs. I think this is what the highest it's been in three years, obviously, Um, people are getting really excited and there's bullish sentiment everywhere. Um, People are, you know, talking about going all in keeping you know all their money in Bitcoin, this being the moon season. Um, I think that some of us have, you know, a little bit of skepticism when it comes to that. However, I think that we are, you know obviously heading uh, in a forward direction, especially when it comes to what we look at so often, you know, when you and I sit down and talk, which is common consumer adoption, things like PayPal getting involved, Fidelity suggesting people buy Bitcoin, stuff like this um, institutional investors. More of it is rolling out day by day um, and and it's progressing like at an insane rate. Something really interesting uh, about this, uh, you know, sentiment talk is that if you were to look at the Google Trends charts about Bitcoin, we all know like this correlation that back in 2017 around the bull run, if you had uh, Googled the the word Bitcoin, um, if you had looked at the Google Trends, it was the most searched Bitcoin had ever been when Bitcoin hit that all time high level at 20K. What's fascinating about this time is that it's not even starting to breach the amount of Google Trends searches with all the momentum that it's getting, right? So it, it hasn't even gotten to that level of mainstream hype that we saw in the actual bull run in 2017.
1: This is the absolute tip of the iceberg. And like, it's amazing to me that we're getting to 16K, almost 90% of the all time high in 2017. Like, that is big news for Bitcoin. And it's it's just the beginning of this thing. So yes, it's going to be volatile. And I think you have a great point. Those Google metrics are very, very important when it comes to the Bitcoin like market and and what's happening. Those are really good insights.
0: I mean, yeah. And so, guys, we say this a lot, like I know that it sounds sort of ordinary when I'm talking about Google metrics, right? Like it sounds like, okay, crypto, finally tell us more about the Google trends. I get it. Um, But when we look at sentiment, um, sentiment matters so much when we look at emerging markets, when we look at things just getting in front of people, because we really are in this phase where we must get in front of people. Stuff like PayPal is massive um, to our industry, to everyone who uh, buys, owns crypto. Cryptocurrency um, stuff like this is huge, and, and whether or not we want to believe it, whether or not we want to, you know, allow these sort of mainstream industry players to sort of take the reins, um, it's happening. Uh, And and it's out of our control. And I think that a lot of this is really, really good for the forward progress um, overall. And I think it's important. I just think it's important. I think that it's easy to shrug off how important sentiment is, especially when you get so wrapped up in the numbers. Um, No one's diminishing the importance of numbers, uh, but you know we have to look at all players, especially with something as new as Bitcoin. It's easy to forget how new Bitcoin is too.
1: Yeah, and you bring up the the point of PayPal. I was reading a bunch about that earlier today, and so I do have a couple of questions because I was trying to pull it up and, and figure out: Can you actually have your own wallet through PayPal now, or are they just offering like derivatives?
0: Yeah, it's like Robinhood. Oh, um, that's, uh, that's my yeah. It's so who knows? Who knows what it even is? Honestly, um, yeah. but yeah, you know, like PayPal holds your money, and PayPal buys Bitcoin. Um, Realistically, that's a possibility. Uh, So, guys, we talk about this too. Robinhood. Our issue with Robinhood is um, that it's like more than just custodial. You you can't even you can't even transfer Bitcoin, a cryptocurrency in and out. All you can do is purchase it, sell it for USD and then put the USD into your bank account. Um, There's no option to actually hold your own Bitcoin in any form or shape on Robinhood. And as I believe it to be true, uh, that is what PayPal is doing as well.
1: Yeah it sounds like that kind of situation which it always raises questions for me it's like if you don't own your own bitcoin wallet with your own bitcoin inside that wallet do you really own it and it's going to be interesting to see i think we're going to have to start to see like regulations around this kind of stuff uh because what could happen is we could start having monopoly like bitcoin businesses that just start jumping into this space which It's possible. So I'm interested to see how this shakes out with PayPal and the mass adoption that we're all hoping for.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I'm hoping that, you know, people kind to of get it right this time. So like a lot of people are comparing this moment to the big, you know, pump in 2017 and understandably so. Um, and if you guys remember in the mainstream hype of that, we're going to get sort of more into what the tweet says in a second, by the way, guys, if you're if you're joining us. But if you're looking at that sort of mainstream hype, um, you know that we did hit this point where a lot of people who didn't quite understand cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, you know, got into a lot of like nefarious activity um, and that was a really fun, interesting moment in 2017 that we talk about a lot is like the amount of scams there were, the amount of, uh, you know, insane, like illegal shit that went down. And that kind of stuff's going to happen again now. Um, So I guess that's actually a really good segue into the idea of a profitability and preservation, which I obviously want to talk about, like what that has to do with your portfolio and stuff like that. But I also think a really intelligent thing for people to start thinking about that I actually, you know, really buckled down on um, is not holding your money on exchanges uh, during this massive uh, volatility, and especially during this massive mainstream moment. You know, I think it's well known at this point that many of the founders and CEOs of several of these exchanges, you know, they're being detained across the world. Um, Globally, the people who run friggin' crypto exchanges are being detained and arrested um, and and funds are being hacked. And like all this stuff is happening. And like, we can't reiterate enough that if you are holding cryptocurrency um, and you're playing this game at all, don't mean to refer it as a game. Don't get mad at me, boys. Um, if you're doing this, you really want to be in control of your own funds. You want to you want to have your seed freeze. And I know that doesn't have to, anything to do with like your portfolio and like what you're going to do. And I'm sorry, it wasn't that advice, um, but this is the first most important thing.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that is you have to own your own Bitcoin. Keeping it on exchange is always a risk. And it's a risk that you should not be willing to take most of the time unless you're willing to lose that money. Uh, another great point is, is making sure you're diversifying your portfolio for profitability, understands the cycles. I know i have talked about it in the past is the cycles that Bitcoin, the altcoins and all the other coins move around. Bitcoin typically re- leads a lot of those trends.
0: Yeah, and you know, I've spoken about that too. Uh, You know, like I think you and I had this conversation like maybe even last week when I was talking about like diversification. it is that we're not saying that we're not bullish on Bitcoin, right? And we're not saying that every altcoin is legitimate. But what we are saying is that nobody ever in the history of anything has ever advised you put 100% of your funds into any one volatile asset, right? And and I know that a lot of you are doing that. I know that a lot of you are buying like, you know, all Bitcoin Um, and there's a lot of hype and hopium surrounding making big purchases of Bitcoin. And honestly, a lot of the people who we see a lot on Twitter, who we see a lot on YouTube, have a lot of money, right? And so when they show us these mass Bitcoin purchases, you need to remember that that's a percentage of their net worth. That's a percentage of their portfolio. They are not selling their house and putting everything into Bitcoin. Uh, it's probably marginal to them, to be completely honest. Um, and and yes, I can say that like a great, uh, a great deal of my cryptocurrency portfolio is in Bitcoin, right? But I do have, you know, um, Reservations when it comes to doing something like that, like it's it's dumb. Honestly, like I want to say it's risky, but it's more than risky. It's dumb. I just yeah. went on hyper speed. That was real life, not a mistake on the camera. By the way, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, and and that's the thing that I think all the the newbies need to understand is is we're excited about Bitcoin, and there is excitement right now. Like there hasn't been um, in recent months with the with kind of the bearish markets that we've had, but now it's starting to pick up. The hype is building don't get caught up in those emotions bitcoin is is a practical tool and be smart with it i think it, as long as you're smart with it with how you want to use it how you want to invest in it i think that's that's one of the main takeaways that i've had so far in in recent months it's just be be consistent and be on point with it
0: yeah and um Guys, people say take profit all the time. And, you know, I know that that's a a mixed emotion sort of comment because a lot of people are holding out for much higher levels. A lot of people are waiting for like the true expectation of Bitcoin over time, right? Long term holders, long term investors. Um, And the idea of taking profit just seems contrary to that state of mind. Um, But you can have a plan for different levels to do different things. And I think the most important thing to consider when you're looking at selling, especially if you're a long term investor is do you need the money right now um and, and just like be honest with yourself because this is all very personal and people forget how personal uh finance is how personal um what you do with your money is and what you need your funds for is if you need the money you should be considering getting profit out at different levels if you are a person who does not need the money and are just invested in a long-term way it might be better for you to hold over time um, but it, it can be scary you know like, don't have the anticipation that it, all of your funds that you might need in a, in a reserve right are in Bitcoin right now. Say say you absolutely need it one month from now and you're anticipating Bitcoin still at 16K. Now, I am not saying this is going to happen. It could be back at 3K in a month and then you're screwed. Um, so really think about pulling out profit if this is something that's important to you, your lifestyle um, and just like what you need to get by. I, I know that people like kind of don't like when I talk about this, but i really like reiterating that we're human beings and that there is a lot of human relation to what we're doing on the internet to this sort of uh you know heavy um heavy value we're putting on things that happen online you know you need to remember that you are a real person in the real world and uh not everything can be magic internet money
1: yeah i don't know if if you've ever seen like one of the charts where it's like the emotional like points of what a bull run looks like. Have you seen that, how it's broken down? I find that very fascinating because it's so easy to get wrapped up in those emotions, talking to your friends about it. I know we talk about it all the time, uh, but it's, there's a lot of emotion attached with investing in, in Bitcoin sometimes, and it's hard to kind of detach those. So I think like, we always talk about DCAing, and it, it's because there's no emotional attachment to that. You're just staying consistent with it, and that's what I was kind of elaborating on earlier. But it, it's it's one of those things where there are emotions behind this. You have to understand it. it's very hard to get into when when we're having a bloodbath on the market to want to invest in something, also knowing in the long term that that growth will be there. And when it's at the top, your emotions are high. You're excited about it. You got to understand that sometimes it's not always best. Sometimes it's just better to to sit on the sidelines.
0: Yeah, and you know sometimes when you're trying to make money quickly, you can be susceptible to things pretty easily, you know. And, and I think that this is also a really important note when it comes to emotionality, um, investing, diversification, and preserving your funds overall. Is social media as a whole um, is advice that we see on places like Twitter and social spaces, on YouTube, um, and the way that you can sort of emotionally attach yourself to not only these calls but these people. And I can say it on a personal note, I'm sure there are people out there that watch my content and believe what I'm saying and are taking this advice and influencers in the crypto circuit should also be aware of this. Um, and, and just like be cautious of your audience, be cautious of the people who are engaging with content that you make um, and sort of the influence uh, and, and affirmation that you give as a person, um, you know, who is watched. I, I don't want to necessarily say a person with influence, but as a person who watched in an industry with not that many people to watch. Um, So that's that's all important. So I hope that, you know, everyone does the right thing. I hope that there isn't like a whole big mass ICO scam like there was in 2017. I hope that we do better this time. I think the SEC is uh, taking care of that for, you know, a lot of you guys at home who are kind of (laughs) mad. So I I think that these, you know, these are all important things. But like, yeah, keep keep an eye on what you're doing, um, how you're reacting, what you're doing with your funds and and your finance, uh, depending on stuff that you see on the Internet. You know, like that, that you got to be careful of, too. Um, just it's it's not a sentiment. Sentiment is a lot, but be careful where you're picking up the sentiment. You know, like I'll use myself as an example because I'm not going to use anyone else as an example. Say you don't really know if you feel like buying Bitcoin that day, and uh, you see a tweet from me being like, "Bitcoin's the best." You might consider going and buying Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is decentralized. Bitcoin's not, you know, what it is. I, I don't do technical analysis. We talk about this a lot. Right. I become one of those people who like skir- skirts on the edges. Of and Then says they don't do it. I guess, um, but but like you, you might be influenced to go do it, and and that's not a nefarious example because we know that we're all screaming at the top of our lungs to buy Bitcoin. Um, but apply that, uh, apply that, you know, concept that like maybe just because you saw one person talking about it doesn't mean that the whole world is doing it. Right, Me, I'm I mean, one person. Um, you know, I don't I don't influence the market in in any means. <laughs>
1: And in part of it's like too. it's like marketing in general. It's like, you know, when you when you have somebody attached to a, a product like Bitcoin or you're the face of something like they, they've done this in the past with like athletes and stuff, they, they want you to purchase their item and they attach it to somebody. And if you like that somebody, you're more likely to buy that product or service. So um, if you like an influencer that you're following, that's awesome. But just make sure you always do your fact checks and do your own homework. It's great to hear the other opinions of what's in the space, uh, but also understand, take that for a grain of salt, including myself. You know, at the end of the day, it it is a lot of doing your own homework to kind of fact check and verify what you're comfortable with investing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like a really good citation for that. I think that's like everyone knows this mainstream. You can go Google this. I talk about this in my uh, talk. It's my pin talk here on my page. Um, Floyd Mayweather, uh, DJ Khaled, Sentra, Um, That's a really good example of like influencing gone wrong. Um, So I don't know how familiar you guys are with that. Floyd Mayweather and DJ Khaled signed a deal with the uh, Centra card they had a Centra coin and they were basically just posting images of themselves in like luxury jets, money stacked high on tables, holding up their Centra cards. Um, And then they were both indicted. Uh, And so just like a note to everyone at home, like I, and I say this verbatim, I do not have Khaled and Mayweather money. Like I will get got, you will get got like we will not prosper in a situation like that. So just be careful, everybody, um, what you're doing uh, and, you know, like the the levels at which it extends to.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, like a trickle down effect. Like you look at Bitcoin and then you start looking at other altcoins because you're kind of like, oh, man, I want to get on something that's that could have the potential to be Bitcoin. So um, that's a perfect example.
0: And we're not saying that things aren't reputable, but we are saying, like, really do your research, which I know is like kind of redundant because telling people to do their own research in an industry that doesn't have a lot of research to be done is kind of hard. Right. Like, where are you going to find it? You're going to go on YouTube and listen to another one of us talk. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's honest. It's it's honest and true. Like if you if you don't understand the math behind this stuff, if you don't do analysis, if you are not one of these, like, really, um you know, it, it involved people in the crypto circuit, you do your own research means find a friggin' YouTuber or a Twitter guy and like see what mm-hmm. they're doing. And that is dangerous. And that's really the heart of what I'm warning about here. And I, I know I might not have explained it like so clearly earlier, but that's, that's really, um, that's what's going on and that's what we need to be mindful of when we move forward is they're telling people to do their own research right but where's the research mm-hmm. um you know for ev- every day average people where the research um so be careful of the content you put out there be careful that you are working with reputable companies um be careful that you know you are leading people I- in the right direction especially when we are sort of hurting this, you know, entire cryptocurrency thing, like at, together, all of us, um, we really are some of the first people who are getting involved with in that. And that's going to shine through like 10 years from now. Um, hopefully, hopefully this age.
1: <laughs> we'll be looking at this video,
0: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, like it'll be everywhere. We will be yeah. in this, Citadel. Um so I guess, guys, we're going to close out on these notes because I may or may not be rambling. Um, this has been a fun. Finally, Friday, we will be back again next Friday. Same time, same place, 12 p.m. EST. Um, hopefully we will be having a 17K conversation. Last week was 15. The week before that was 14. Uh, we're going in a good direction.
1: Love it. I hope, I hope we're at 20K soon. Thanks for joining today.
0: Or at or 3K. Who knows? All right. Bye, Bitcoiners.